0: and welcome to Kidacity, where we learn, share and take action together. I'm your host, Samar Chitta. I'm 11 years old and live in Bengaluru, India. I'm also an aspiring author. Kidacity is a fun place for kids like you and me to learn about various topics that interest us. This season, we will learn about countries around the world, their culture, history, and most importantly, one problem that the children in that country are facing. From time to time, I will also bring inspiring interviews with adults and children. No learning is complete without putting it into action. So at the end of each episode, there will be a segment where you can take action about the topic of that episode. If you would love to learn and love to listen to inspiring people around us, you have come to the right place. This is episode 103 and today we have an inspiring interview with an author who asked the question, What if Sherlock Holmes was Indian? Sounds like a very interesting question, right? The author is Ms. Deepika Murti, who is popularly known as Pika Nani. She wanted to become a writer and realized this dream with her first book, Little Indians, Stories from Across the Country, which she published in 2013. Her next two books were The Series of Sri Lok Homeless a detective and chaiwala from Mumbai who solves cases around the world. I happened to pick up the second book in this series recently and was not able to put it down until I completed it. I'm very grateful to Ms. Pika for agreeing to be on Kidacity today. If you are an adventure book lover or an aspiring writer, you should not miss out on this inspiring interview for anything. Thank you for your time. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. So um, my first question, I think, and a bunch of people would have asked you this before. Why did you choose the
1: name Pika Nani? Yeah, so I know that's a question I get asked. Um, So Pika Nani was like my uh, pen name when I was a child. It wasn't a pet name. It was more of a pen name because uh, right from when I was maybe five or six years old, I would write a little small uh, poems. And then I would, you know, sign it as Pika Nani. And anybody would ask me, what's your name? At that age, I would say Pika Nani, which basically I was trying to tell them my name, Pika Deepika. And uh, oh, Pika goodness. Nani was Rani, you know, like the queen. Yeah. They, to, they would call themselves princess so that day. In those days, it used to be queen. So uh, so many people remembered my this pen name as Pika Nani, even as I grew up. Um, so when I started to write a stu- book, You know, I thought I needed a pen name. That itself is a big story of why I needed a pen name. So I was working in um, a company for almost like eight years, worked in HR. Uh, So when I had to change professions, right, it's difficult to change the language when you're writing very formally to when you're writing for children. Um, So to make the switch, I saw this, actually, I think I saw it online um, saying that try using a pen name. And I already had a pen name from childhood. So I just used that. And uh, so by the time the first book, Little Indians, came to publication, it had been like almost three years since I'd been using that name, Pikanani. So I wanted to publish also with the same name. And then, since then, the name has stuck. How old were you, were you when you started writing? My first short story, and I remember so clearly, I was in Fifth Standard and we were supposed to write a uh, story for um, English class. And i had written something about, you know, some misadventure of making a chapati or something. It was a very basic story. But the teacher liked it so much, she made me read it out in front of the whole class. And I remember the class, they they also enjoyed the story. They laughed. That's when I felt, okay, I can actually write. You know, I can actually write and people are actually appreciating that. So that is when uh, I actually started writing short stories. I would get published in our school magazines and so on. Um, <laughs> But then, if, if you're talking of when I started writing as a professional, it was much, much later. I think I was already around uh, thirty-one, thirty-two, or something. Uh, mm-hmm. I quit my job to take care of my young child, and uh, that's when you know I was thinking, what should I do now? You know, what is my dream? And I was reminded of my dream as a child to be a writer, and that's when I started writing again. So my first book, actually, this year completes ten years to two thousand thirteen. Oh, wow. My first congratulations. Book was really- Thank you.
0: And what gave you the inspiration to start writing?
1: To start to become a writer as a writer, my inspiration was my daughter. So, you know, because I think because of her, I thought of my own childhood. I thought of my own childhood dreams and, you know, what is it I wanted to do? Uh, Otherwise, probably I would have just continued my corporate career. And when I was very small, I think what inspired me at that time was my father also used to write a lot of poems. So when I was five, six, as I told you, five, six years old, I started writing poems. I think it was mainly you know inspired by him because he would write poems in Canada, and I would try to write a few rhymes, very basic ones uh, in English. So okay. uh, those were my Yeah. And how do you
0: design your characters?
1: Yeah, so Samath, I think you yourself are are uh, aspiring writer, yeah. right? So, yeah, character is actually very important. See, when you read, uh, the first person you relate to are the characters, right? So the character has to be something, somebody who's very re- relatable. And it, it can't be someone who's very perfect. Like giving you an example of Shreelok, right? Lok is a genius. He's great at everything and he's so good, but he also has his flaws. He's a bit arrogant, you know, a bit secretive. Uh, those are needed because they they have to sound real. Because if somebody is too perfect, you know, then it will not sound very real and people can't relate to that. Uh, also, certain characters, let's say Rohan, uh, Rohan's character, I wanted it that a reader who is reading the book should feel uh, himself or herself in their place. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I have not described Rohan too much over there. Because that's left to the imagination of the reader. So when I'm designing it, I have to think, you know, also about how the reader is going to read, how they are going to relate to the characters. One is that I don't make too much of a list, but um, sometimes it's helpful to make a list of, you know, the characters, the main personality of the character, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say uh, now in the recent book I have, it's called the Egghead Detective Agency. One of my main characters is a ghost. So I needed uh, him to be a detective and a ghost both. Right, so I made a list of what all are his, would be his ghostly qualities as a ghost. What are the things he can do? Obviously, he's invisible, can move quickly, and things like that. And then, what are the things as a detective he does? So he uses deduction, and then you know he keeps. And what are dialogues also which he says? So if you remember in um, Sri Lok, he says "ekdam right bidu
0: yeah. right?
1: Uses a lot of those Bombay words. So That's here true. again, um, Egghead says things like uh, "use your little buddhi" and all that so so um, because even the dialogue shows the personality shows the character right so when i'm designing I have to think of all that like how the personality will come through the behavior the dialogue and then sometimes when you're writing the story it evolves you know and then you go over it and make sure that um the personality is really coming through Mm -hmm. yes and what is your favorite book like in general uh, my favorite book, I think of all time, uh, has to be *Pride and Prejudice* uh, of oh, Jane Austen's. You uh, know, I love um, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's uh, Sherlock Holmes, and I have read all of all the, all the stories. And even uh, Agatha Christie, I love all her short, all her stories. I think she's written close to eighty. I have read most of them. Uh, mm-hmm. So, as writers, you know, I think that they both are my inspirations. But somehow, if you're, if I have to name a single book, it somehow has to be *Pride and Prejudice*. But because when I'm want to read something light and I like, keep going back to the book all the time. Uh, again, mm-hmm. mainly because of uh, Elizabeth Bennett's character. It's so well crafted. Yeah, But yeah, I'm great fan of Sherlock Holmes and Agatha Christie as well.
0: Yeah, I think so you took the inspiration for Sherlock Holmes, homeless for from Sherlock Holmes, right? Yes. And um, How long does it take for you to write a book? And also how long does it take for you to write an individual story?
1: or chapter? Um, um, So from my first book, *Little Indians, uh, 2013, as I told you, that took me almost three years to write. And because I was just beginning, that was just figuring out how to write and all. Now I think it takes around anywhere between six to eight months. Uh, That's because I like to write, then leave a little gap, then go through it again, edit it again, and then make sure, cross-check all the facts. So an average of um, six months, in terms of chapters, you know, I can't say exactly. There are days when I'll be writing, you know, uh, crazily, I'll be writing like hours together because I have an idea and I want to put it into uh, words. And there are days when I'm stuck, let's say, an idea. I'm trying out various things. So in that day, maybe the whole day, I would have written just one page. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, So uh, that way, I can't say how much time it takes to write one chapter or one story. But yeah, one story, let's say a month. A month and a half or about a month I like to finish one story and then in the end I go through the stories again you know to add more details to it maybe to the setting or to add more dialogue and so on yes,
0: yes. okay so overall like six to eight months yeah and what gave you the inspiration to write the lock homeless series
1: yeah, Sherlock Homeless was very interesting, how that came about. So I was looking for an idea you know, to write a book, and I'm still wondering what to do. Um, so that time, this uh, series on Netflix was coming, uh, Sherlock, I think it was ben, Benedict Cumberbatch. He was Sherlock Holmes, and it was hugely popular, right? So then after seeing that series, I started to reread all my uh, Sherlock Holmes books, which I had. Mm-hmm. And um, I was thinking, maybe I just had this thought that, you know, well, it would be so nice, it would have a, a Indian detective like him. So I started doing some research mm-hmm. and I found out that, you know, there's, there is an uh, adaptation of um, Sherlock Holmes in so many different countries. Like in Singapore, there was Sherlock's, uh, Sherlock Sam. In US, I think there's uh, something Shelby Holmes. So there have been other adaptations of Sherlock Holmes, uh, recent adaptations. And I'm talking mainly for children. Yes. So I thought then why not, you know, but nobody had done anything of from India. So, no, there's no story where Sherlock Holmes was you know, supposed to be an Indian or set in India. So, I thought why not make him an Indian and not just an Indian, uh, like an Indian chai wala, you know, like a street yeah. from Mumbai. Yes. So that's how the idea took place. And I grew up in Mumbai. I spent, uh, you know, almost 25 years of my life in Bombay. So, whatever i have described in all those books the first book if you when you read you will see it's all about bombay itself you know all the cases are solved within the city okay. uh, so it's the city i'm very familiar with so those chaiwalas are you know very like know, iconic you can say yes. so i wanted him to be a chaiwala there and then the idea took off from there and so the whole whole the way he talks that Bombay language you know all the cases like in the first uh, one of the cases is about um, this diamond, rose diamond, it's called, where um, the diamond uh, is stolen from a jewelry store and ends up in a vada pav. Okay, so uh, so it slowly starts in a way that Rohan is bites into a vada pav and and there he there finds a diamond. He finds a diamond there, and then Srilok and Rohan try to find out how you know it came came to be there. So that mm-hmm. whole vada um, pav, everything you know, which are all uh, very uh, uh, legendary, iconic things of Bombay to include over there yes in that book so
0: and you mentioned that you said you wanted all the stories in the first book were set in bombay right yeah why did you expand to go to london in the second book
1: yeah so see first book already he had uh, solved cases all over the city mm-hmm. had, a, had made a major enemy right master g so second book had to take everything to a second level we had to take the whole book to another level, right? So we wanted him, first of all, to show that he's so much famous now all over India. So he solves cases in Bandipur, he solves cases in Delhi, and then he also goes gets a chance to go to London to solve a case, right? So that was the natural progression for him as he becomes more popular and famous and also for the readers, you know, so that they can, they've read now about Bombay, they want to see what he does in other places. Yeah. He, mainly of the city, and part two, where he will expand his horizons and uh, go to other places.
0: Yes, and in the last part of the second book, mm-hmm. uh, why did you choose that? You know, you could like slightly change the friendship of Sh- Shilok and Rohan. How did you feel it changed, or
1: what, what, what do you feel it happened? I
0: think because like maybe um, before they were all like really good friends, and. Then Rohan went under
1: the impression that Srilok didn't like him again, and Srilok got a little mad at him. So that kind of changed their friendship. Hmm. Yeah. So, what happened right from book one? um, Rohan has been hero worshipping Srilok, right? He's been like his idol. He sees no flaw in him and all that. So, in book two, uh, you can see Rohan becomes a little more of himself. He's contributing more to solving the cases and everything. And also the way it ended uh, was, you know, so they have now almost grown up. He's almost 18. Yes. And, um, so there, so I, there were some ups and downs in the relationship. If When you read the first book, you'll see in, in the first book also, towards the end, Rohan is angry with uh, Srilo. Because he, I'm not going to, no spoiler alerts here. Yes. <laughs> so, but he, he's angry with him for some reason. Let me just say he's angry with him. And then um, still fine, but they become friends again. So I just wanted to just show some variation in the friendship so that, that's a yes okay and do you have any plans to write
0: any upcoming plans for a book
1: for Shilo or, yeah. for for or anything else yeah so uh, i told you the detective agency which released yes. um, last year i'm writing book two of that so that will come out next year okay yeah so Shilok, uh, I don't know if there's going to be a part three. Uh, what happened is by the end, he was he was a an adult, was 18 years old. And so any book further would either be for YA or, you know, would be an adult book, right? So mm-hmm. that's why I think, anyway, it was supposed to be a two book deal. But let's see, we never know, we we'll never say never. So maybe Shilok could come back someday. So
0: Maybe, hopefully. I think I want to read the first book now. Yeah and um, lastly do you have any writing tips because I'm also you know like you mentioned an aspiring writer and I'd like yeah. to learn some tips too
1: yeah so I do some of these creative workshops for children and uh, one thing I always say is you know the first the beginning of any book usually is like what if not how like I just told you about Sherlock, but what if Sherlock Holmes was in India what if he was a uh, chaiwala um egghead also became like that so i was going to write a detective story that's two small children two small girls but then that has been done before right so i thought what if there's someone to help and what if that person is a ghost now to think of a ghost staying the setting is you know bangalore of today and it's a regular apartment like anybody's apartment and then there are two girls who's solving cases and there's a ghost so it might seem like oh how you know but mm-hmm. then, uh, so what if? And then, why not? So no, why not? Let's try it. So I tried. I thought, okay, let us say, ghost of some old detective has come now in their house, and so they, so what happens in the story? I just tell you a big, little bit is that they get a chair, which belongs to a famous detective, and then one day, the chair a detective appears. The ghost of the de- detective appears in the chair, yes. And then he starts helping them um, solve the cases. So because of that ghost, uh, you know, that story became different from the usual detective stories. Another what if I asked is, you know, what if the reader itself ha- gets a chance to solve the case? So have something like solve it yourselves. Uh, so that okay. is basically asking what, what if, you know, what if and why not? And keep on improving your idea. That is one. Okay. Another good um, advice which I myself have got was that show, don't tell. You would have heard of this probably. Oh, yeah. We had show and
0: tell. Yeah, show, not tell classes. Uh-huh. Like Instead of show and tell, sometimes we had show, not tell.
1: Yeah, show, not tell, right? So basically, don't just narrate everything. Show, make the reader feel that they're also part of the action. That is one. Another yes. I would say is uh, read, research, and revise. So read, read in genre, read many books. Research the topic, what you want to write about, and revise what you've written. Improve on your thing. And last advice, which I'd say, give is that write uh, from your heart. Because when you're know, writing from your heart, you know, it's sure to touch the reader's heart. So yes. that does end. I'm wishing you all the best for your Thank writing. You. Thank you so much. Thank you once again for your time. Thank you so much, so much. It's so nice talking to you.
0: Thank you for being on Kidacity and sharing the wonderful insights about you, your writing process your books and tips for aspiring writers like me. We are eagerly looking forward to the next book in the Shiloh Khomla series and wish you all the best for it. That is all for this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please consider clicking on the subscribe or follow button on the podcast platform you are listening to me on. And don't forget to check out my Instagram and Twitter. At Summer Chitta for the latest news about my episodes. Until next week, goodbye and Jay Hind from Curiosity.